ladies and gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. That is right. Thank you for joining the OG Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Ryan. Hi. And I think we finally managed to have an error-free intro. Yay. Shit, yeah. We're like one for one for 11. I'm so proud. Oh, my God. We've got a caller as soon as we started. One moment. Let's find this, who, out, who this person is. All right. Let's do, 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 do. Oh, and we lost him just at the last second. Oh, well, what are we going to do? Anyways, this is the OG Live. Um, Passive J. Some of the things we're going to be talking about tonight is the first time you had sex, uh, bands that you will defend to the end, and our one-word OG poll tonight will be waffles or pancakes. So feel free to call in on any of those. Uh, we're, the old one-word OG poll, poll excuse me, is a new thing that we're doing uh, that will give a chance a ch- people a chance to call in that don't really want to talk a whole bunch but still want to interact so just call in say one word and hang up uh so we'll be trying that tonight and seeing how it goes uh how you doing ryan man how'd you how'd your day go you know not too bad i think uh before we get started though um thoughts out there to uh the family of ryan chopper masalas i don't know if you saw that on the og um but a friend of uh, stray dog i know a lot of folks have been uh, kind of following his bout with cancer over the last three and a half years Unfortunately, he passed away, uh, I think, uh, actually two days ago now. But uh, P's and P's out to those folks. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost you for a second, man. Actually, I didn't lose you. I'll be totally honest. I thought I could get away of going to let my dog out during that, which is really bad considering what you're saying. Yeah, uh, that sucks, man. It really does. Uh, from everything I heard, he was a really good dude. Yeah, seemed like a good guy from what I followed along. Um, obviously, didn't really know him personally, but hey, figure when we lose someone close to kind of the the greater population here, may as well kind of give those thoughts out there. Right, right. And from what I understand, the the OG actually did, went out of the way to do some stuff to help him out, which shows you what a great place the OG is. I mean, you know, they're full of uh, assholes and sarcastic freaks, uh, but you know, they're a good place because there's good people there. There really is. Oh yeah, we're a bunch of degenerate assholes, but we'll take care of our own. Right, right, right. All right. Well, on the happier thoughts, uh, how did your day go, sir? You know, it it went. It's it's six o'clock already. Goddamn. I think all everything is kind of uh, dragging together with the whole, you know, everybody kind of being stuck in their house. So, yeah, I, I yeah. didn't even know it was Saturday until about noon. You know, I've had a whole bunch of people say the same thing. And since I've been off work for quite a while at this point, uh, welcome to my world. <laughs> it all just kind of blends together. You know, weekdays, weekends, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, I, I change from my daytime pajamas to my nighttime pajamas, you know. Sounds like a rough life. Uh, it is. It really is. Though, I mean, except for the no money part, it's not that bad, really. <laughs> I don't uh, need money anyway. No, I've, I've been talking to my fellow co-workers and stuff, and even the ones that don't have, don't have any money issues at all just want to go back to work because they're bored off their asses. They need something to do. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Oh, that's oh, why we're going to have a huge, a huge population growth in about, oh, December time frame. Right. Oh, well, welcome a new caller, Scott. Welcome to the uh, OG live. Scott, go, Scott, go, Scott, go, 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 Scott, Come on, go. Scott. You tried yesterday. Like, let's, let's get it right. 
we got it. Yeah. Oh, I will mention to all of our listeners, uh, you do not have to have headphones to call in, but if you use them, it will make the experience a lot better. There's a lot less uh, likely to have echoes and things like that. It's not always necessary. I've noticed plenty of people have called in and had no issues. But if you have them and it, it's not a bother, go ahead and throw them on. Yay. Okay, Scott, you are online, but we just can't hear you. Scott, the silent caller. <laughs> we'll let him hang out for a while. Maybe he'll figure it out. Uh, let's see. Let me get to the looking at the OG. Well, I mean, you want to start, Ryan? You got any? You do you have any topics? Do you have anything you want me uh, that you want? Uh, God, man, I am having so much problems talking today. I think I'm soaking too much pot during the day. To be honest with you, it's something. Like uh, yeah, your your whole your ability to form a sentence has gone to shit. It really has. I did so well in the earlier podcast, but I think I'm getting too worked up about the matter because now that I'm concerned about our listeners and wanting them to have a good experience, maybe I should just slow it down and speak like this instead. Or just not give a shit about anyone. That's how I kind of live my life. You know, it's funny I'm never at a loss for words. Well, I have my good days and my bad days. Uh, some days it seems like it's... Uh, flows pretty smoothly and then other days like today if i want to sound halfway articulate i feel like i need to slow it down and think about it quite a bit which is what i've decided to do today otherwise it won't be much of a podcast <laughs> yeah being articulate's overrated anything with more than three syllables is a waste of time are you kidding me man that's uh the, the only thing i've got going for me really is being articulate uh if i don't have that i've got nothing man i've got nothing man this is the only well, place i've got to, to go man. Uh, but yeah, as far as story goes, um, I, there's a few things kind of kicking about. Uh, did you hear about this company in Austin uh, that plans on docking people's pay for the amount of the check that they're going to get from the government? Really? Boy, those are some big Texas balls on those people, huh? Yeah, that's a pretty scumbag shit thing to do. But uh, yeah, I saw that going out there. Apparently, it's a small company. I don't think they uh, actually gave the name of the company, but they interviewed several people that got the uh, the memo that went out there. But uh yeah, that's what they're planning to do is they're going to take a look at kind of the taxable income for all their employees from the last year and deduct the amount that they think that they're going to get from the government from an upcoming check. And they're even going to take half of the amount that the people would get for any kids they have. Um, I don't think they're going to have employees for very much longer, really. I mean, for one thing. Uh, God, they're legit. I'm just trying to think of the logistics of them actually trying to pull that shit off. You know, uh, I. Because you know the way it works is they're going to get like six hundred dollars on top of whatever their old unemployment max was. Because I imagine the vast majority of people that file for unemployment were getting the old max anyways. Because it's not very much. Uh, for well, so so this is actually outside of that. This is for the actual stimulus money that everyone was going to get. Right. So these are for people that are actually still employees. They're not okay. laid off, so they're not getting unemployment. Oh, these are people so that are still employed. They're going to deduct what they think the government is going to give them as a stimulus from their actual wages has nothing to do with unemployment. Oh, wow. I wonder if that's even legal. I mean, they're non-union, so I guess probably everything is legal. At least I assume they're non-union. If they're union, this wouldn't even be a conversation probably. <laughs> well, and, and it's Texas. I mean, you're not going to have the most regulations there anyway, outside of a very well-armed workforce. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always figured people in Texas were pretty polite considering that the vast majority of them were armed yeah so this will this will be interesting how this one uh spins out but i think that's that's most of what i saw that popped up in the news that that was relatively you know interesting and scott damn it shut up 
God damn right, okay, it. Okay, we're, we're okay now. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, personally, I had a great day. Yay. Yay me. Uh, my workout this morning was amazing. I managed to max out my reps on everything. So if I pull that off on my next session, I'll have to um, actually rather I will get to move the weight up, which will make me happy because it's been quite a while since I've been able to do that. Um, have you said you've been recently getting back into working out? Uh, you know, how is your progress going? You got had a chance to work out again? A little bit. So I'm still weak as shit, um, from being off as long as I was. Um, so today I had a small, small bench workout, um, went up to 365 for triples. Um, but that's weak by my, by my standard, but at least it's slowly coming back. Uh, someone asked me if I'm still doing DDP. Uh, yes and no. Uh, mostly I'm uh, focusing on weightlifting right now. Uh, I think it uh, does me better overall, but I still do a lot of their stretches uh, every morning um, and before workouts and every evening before I go to bed. And no, they're, they're talking about the 60-year-old man. Are you still still doing him? Oh, <laughs> you know what? I... I hate that he he's he's obviously he's a good dude and he's very enthusiastic in his workouts, but I really hate that Diamond Dallas Page is is the you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for mascot for DDP Yoga because he's kind of goofy and I I think it really turns some people off of what's really a good system. I mean it's his system, so you know so be it if if uh, he turns people off to it sometimes. Uh, but I I think it would probably do better if it was named something else. So I'm not even sure it would. It's like, what's actually going to be more marketable, like a former pro wrestler or some yogi looking dude saying namaste? Like, I'm not walking into a traditional yoga studio. That's just not going to happen. Right. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. If it was something like, yo, uh, Chris Hemworth's new uh, yoga system, I think it'd probably do better than if it was Diamond Dallas Pages because, you know, he's well known in the, in the wrestling world. And that's probably where he got a good part of his base from for, you know, his yoga system. But he himself is, is kind of an over the top, semi goofy uh, ex wrestler. I think the brand, because it is a really good yoga system, I think it would be better represented by someone a little less. Um, a little more palatable, a word I can't say, to the mainstream audience. Yeah, we can't do Hemsworth, though, because then we're all just not going to get any yoga accomplished. We're just all going to get lost in those eyes. <laughs> Man, okay, yeah, speaking of Hemsworth, uh, I just watched the uh, Kevin Smith reboot movie. and he. Has, oh, yes. Have you, you, you saw that, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, uh, and he had, he had that small cameo. Man, that was a big pile of shit, wasn't it? <laughs> I actually liked a good portion of that movie. Part of it was shit. I kept on going back to it because I love Kevin Smith and I love a lot of the characters and I did see a couple scenes, but I left the room a couple of times. Me and my wife very rarely watch movies or TV together because we have vastly different interests. Uh, But I told her once I saw that that was on Amazon Prime, I think you might have even mentioned it. Uh, I decided to go ahead and watch it. I, I, I said, you need to watch this with me because you know, I don't want, really watch movies that often. It would be something for us to watch. Ten minutes into the movie, I'm like, I am so sorry. We can turn this off if you want. <laughs> um, but she wanted to stick with it, and you know, I stuck with it. But there was a couple scenes where I just got up and just went, okay, this is stupid. We got some food or whatever. Came back, came back a while later and watched some more. Uh, and I don't even know how it ended. Eventually, I just bolted. <laughs> See, I, I think it was just because of your story yesterday. You have now turned on Kevin Smith. Yes, that's what it is. I'm I'm backstabbing him right in the back. Oh, look, Scott's calling again. We have a couple people calling. I haven't I've been derelict in my duties. Let's we're gonna have them both at once. Scott, we're gonna try you again, and I will apologize. Uh, 
the juicer. I'm not even sure how to say that right. Yep, yep. Okay, how about now? There's yes, we can hear you, Scott. There's Scott. Oh, fuck! Finally, holy shit, we've got Scott. Jesus. I better come up with something fucking good now, or else. Well, well that's all right. Yeah, you you got the juicer in keep something. company too. Hey, can you guys hear me? We certainly yeah. can. Oh, hurt. good, good. Yeah, hey, uh, uh, Jay, you you pronounced it right, the juicer. Oh look, I was right in the first try. That's very yeah. rare. Yeah, how you how you doing? Uh, how you doing, Randy? You doing good? Or is that Raymond? Wait, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Yep, got it. Third time's charm, just like you know Scott calling in. We're just calling. Yeah. Him, we're just calling sure. him now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I just want to say you guys are doing a good job. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been great, especially for, for the time that's going on right now. Uh, did you guys talk about, or you guys, what's the plan for uh, different times time slots? Have you guys talked about? Uh, what are you going to do with that? We've, we've talked about it a little bit. The general consensus, I mean, I keep, every time I bring it up, some people say that they'd like to see us in a different time slot, but we also have a lot of people that say they want it during this time slot. So it's really hard, and honestly, if I if they ever go back to work, this will be the time slot that I have to do most of the time anyways. So while I wouldn't mind doing an occasional show, if there's a large demand for a regular late, late night show, someone else should probably pick that up. Yeah, I was thinking that it would be kind of cool to get uh, a, a Euro crowd to see what those crazies are up to. Heck yeah, well that's the entire point of this show and uh, and the entire point of having multiple OG shows. We should have uh, like all kinds of different shows for different interests and different time zones. You know, the OG is a big place. There's a lot of people. You know, we don't we can we can support more than one show. Yeah, I think that would be great. And uh, anyway, I just I'll, I'll let all that off right now. I'm just I hate my voice on recording, so you guys are doing a good job and keep it up. Hey, one thing. Hey, pa appreciate the pan call. Pancake or waffle? Uh, I'm gonna go waffle, guys. There you go. All right, man. Take care. Hey, thank you for calling, sir. Bye. All right, one answer, and and he got it right. <laughs> all right, Scott. So, we, what did you want to call? Uh, talk about? Oh, um. I don't know. Not much. I guess um, I was going to say, uh, you guys are talking about the coronavirus every day. Got a guy here in town. Um, he just died like two days ago. He was the youngest. I'm in Ontario, by the way, outside of Toronto. He's the youngest guy, youngest guy in Ontario that died. He's, he was 48. Oh, geez. That's, that's uh, not too much older than I am. Yeah, he got sick like a week ago and then went to intensive care and died like it took him like four days the guy died 48 years old i'm gonna you know if he had any health problems prior no nah, they didn't say he worked at a the scary thing is though he works at a, he worked at a grocery store a really busy one so oh that's not good that's not good I mean, at all they're keeping those stores open but really i mean they're still spreading the virus around so yep. Yo, that's actually a question. Uh, Scott, who are you on the OG? Uh, I'm not super active. I've been on there for a long time. I went under a few different names. Right now, uh, my screen name's I'm Inside You. Okay, okay, good. I didn't want to make the same mistake <laughs> as I did yesterday where I wasn't paying attention and their screen name was their actual name. <laughs> no, I like, no. I was like, oh, uh, my no, bad. I'm not, I'm not super active on there. I, uh, I've been on there for a really long time, but... Uh, I used to go under a few different names. Well, well, glad to have you, sir. I appreciate the phone call. But yeah, um, yeah, bored as hell, though. Yeah, yes, God, sir. This is, this is going on. 
Yeah. I used to have a, I used to have, um, I used to have a podcast with a buddy of mine. It was a comedy variety show and, uh, stopped doing that, but, uh, kind of wanted to start doing it again. But, uh, but now this is like the perfect timing for this, man. I'm bored as hell. <laughs> there you go. And you know what this, as I, I keep on saying it over and over again, this, this pod bean pod bean, uh, software is so easy to use. Uh, pretty much anyone can just pick up their phone and 10 minutes later, they're doing a live podcast. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm using a, a desktop to do it, but from what I understand, you can do it uh, right off your phone too. It doesn't require any special software or anything like that. Everybody can be famous. No, I mean, yeah. Nobody's famous anymore. Yeah. yeah my, um, my girlfriend's still working. She works at um, a waste depot. And they, they uh, do residential, but they also do the city waste as well. Yeah. So she's not going anywhere. Unfortunately, she interacts with the public a ton. So Really? At a, at a yeah, waste dump? Yeah, I'm counting the days until I get infected. So. so what you're saying is you just need like a Lysol sprayer at the door for when she walks pretty, in? Pretty much. I yeah. actually, I literally... I have um, disinfected it in my car, so if like I go visit her, or she comes, here, or she comes here, I always get the alcohol out. She uh, gets yeah. offended a little bit for, but you know, whatever. Well, man, that counts as foreplay in some places. <laughs> well, people are taking it to different levels. Like my wife's reached a point when she goes shopping, which she doesn't like to do. Uh, when she comes back, she washes the groceries now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we've been told to do that here too. I'm like, really? Okay. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, it's probably a good idea. So I, I don't make fun of her, despite the fact that I kind of want to. <laughs> because in the end, she might be right and I might be wrong. And, you know, if I don't die, I might have to thank her for it. Yeah, they just told us to do that here, too. Yeah, but then, you, but, but then on the other hand, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a pizza delivered. And, you know, what the fuck? You can't wash the cardboard box before you open the pizza and eat it. So Yeah, pretty much. I, I read, you know, and this is, don't take me as gospel on this since this is just one article I read and I didn't bother to go back and read their references on it. Uh, but they said that a study showed only about 10 to 15% of the coronavirus Corona cases are passed on by that method. Anyways, you know, like from mm -hmm. touching something and then touching your hand, you know, touching your eyes or something like that. The vast yeah. majority of it are, are passed on in other ways, which makes, yeah. which implies that it's kind of hard to get it that way. Yeah, I don't know if anybody really's for sure how how you get it or how you pass it on. I don't even think anybody knows for sure. Right. So I think the main way it gets passed on. I think the main way it gets passed on is assholes calling into podcasts coughing like a certain <laughs> homelander. <laughs> yeah, we've all got the digital corona now. We're doomed as we're passing along to everybody that we interact with on the internet. Yeah, no, I I'm in I'm in I'm in kind of a bad, uh, a bad boat with that because uh, I'm gonna be extra careful. I have uh, kidney problems, kidney disease, actually. Oh, so, geez, I, I can relate I, to that. Sir. If I get it, well, you know, who knows what's gonna happen. Right, right. Well, um, yeah, do, I, dial, do dialysis three times a week. It's uh, the end stage. They call it end stage. Not that I'm close to death or anything, but yeah, it's bad enough that I, that uh, the I have to be on dialysis, so yeah, I'm gonna be a little. Right, so are careful. you at the point where I assume where you're looking for a transplant? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. Apparently, I'm on the uh, I'm on the list. Um, 
uh, I think my girlfriend wants to donate. She's like type O or something. Mm. Universal yeah, that, donor. That's actually one of my fears because uh, I only have one kidney because uh, I had kidney cancer. And while the other one's working just fine, uh, like a, a little below what they they would want to see it at, but not like risky or anything like that. Mm. Knowing that that I only, knowing that I only have the one, and if it goes bad, I'm you know in the sort of position that you're at. It's one of my biggest fears, obviously. So yeah. I feel for you, man, and I'm hoping that it works out for you. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but uh, as long as you're on it, to, uh, you keep doing what you're doing, you keep exercising and everything, stay strong, and it's like, you know, it's not such a bad deal. Right, but, right. Yeah, you got to be careful. Coronavirus, they, so they specifically said on the news, if you have kidney problems or you're on dialysis, don't get it. I'm like, oh, great, thanks. Right. Yeah, exactly. And there's a huge list of people that yeah, I was reading over, you know, that uh, besides the obvious suspects of people that are old and infirm, there's a really big list of people that have compromised immune systems that you wouldn't think like yours. When you explain it, that that's kind of makes sense, you know, uh, but there's other, there's other uh, people that are talking about their uh, compromised immune systems that I never would have suspected. Yeah. So, oh, and, yeah. and, and of course, there are some people that are full of shit too, but we won't go into those. <laughs> yeah, I got kind of, I don't know if it was luck or not, but doing doing martial arts and being in there, like, like fitness and stuff like that, weightlifting, I got it. I did all that before I got kidney disease. Mm. And I'm a big dude. And uh, so when I went in there, they were like, they said, okay, well, a lot of the people in here are like fucking 80 years old. And I got diagnosed when I was 36. And so they're like, you're in pretty good shape. So we think you're going to do pretty good. And, you know, I have. I have. I've been doing all right there. Yeah, you know, and that's why I tell people fitness is really super important. Uh, I was, doesn't sound like I was in good shape as you were, but uh, I started working out when I hit my, hit my midlife crisis at 40 and had been into it for five or six years when, when I had kidney cancer. And I firmly believe that uh, I don't think I would have went through, through it nearly as well if I had still been a, a lazy, skinny, fat guy as opposed to in someone in moderately good shape. So you never know what's going to happen to you. You really want your body as best prepared for it as you can. Yeah. Well, I was, well, I was 280 pounds. I was, I'm six foot two, 280 when I went in there. Unfortunately, I gained like 40 pounds and, uh, when I got diagnosed, but I just recently like been working really hard. Now I'm back down to 270, which is lower than I started at. So oh, you and Dalton over here should wrestle. Dalton. Yeah, that's his new name now. That's what we decided to call him. Yeah, Yeah, apparently I am Dalton. Yeah, that's his new name now. It's been decided. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, you guys sounds like you guys are both about similar size. Yeah, we'll go down to the Double Deuce and have some drinks. Yeah, that'd be a a fun party. (laughs) Well, I do. I really hope that everything goes well for you, uh, sir. You sound like a great guy. Um, oh, and thanks. like, and like you said, I you know, you're, you're, you're a healthy guy. You got, you know, plenty of time to get it all worked out. Um, I'd give you one, but I kind of only got one. Um, <laughs> I, I, can't, I need away. it. <laughs> you're a little bit far see, away. see if my mom was still around, she would have been perfect. She had three. Holy yeah. shit. God created her to give people kidneys. Yeah. Too bad. She was a terrible drunk and ruined them, but still she started out <laughs> okay. with three. 
Well, no, that's the liver, not the kidneys. I keep on telling my wife that whenever I have a drink and she's unhappy with it. She's like, are you not supposed to be drinking? I'm like, well, no, the doctor said that I can drink moderately. I just can't overdo it. Well, then you shouldn't be drinking. I'm like, well, that's what he says to people that have two kidneys. <laughs> that you just drink moderately and not overdo it. I guess the kidneys don't have anything to do with drinking. It's, you know, to them, to a kidney, you know, uh, beer is the same as water. Yeah. I have no actual medical knowledge to back this up. I'm just pretty sure that it's... They, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they told me that it really doesn't matter if I drink alcohol now. They they said it really doesn't matter. Right, right. They said right. if it does damage your kidneys, who cares? Yeah, I, I guess... You can't get any more damaged. Right, right. I, I guess if you're going to replace the tires, you might as well do some burnouts first. Pretty much. Yeah, well, yeah that's a good one. Good metaphor there. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, you should be proud. That actually was a good metaphor versus the month full of Sundays. Like you're 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 doing better. Yay, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. Well you got uh, you got any you got any stories you want to tell us? Uh, um there uh Scott, you wanna do you wanna cover any of our topics for today? You don't have to, but those are yeah. Were the pancakes or waffles? No, no, pancakes or well, no. You you have to answer that one before you leave. Uh, but no, like, uh, do you want to tell us about the first time you have sex, uh, or do you have a band that you will defend to the end? Uh, first time I had sex is uh, not very exciting, uh, not very interesting either. It was a That's fine. girl, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it wasn't very great. Okay, well, that's fine. But is and there is there a band that you would defend till the end? Um. My favorite band, Ramstein. Okay, why? What's uh, what's their redeeming factor that you know most people overlook, in your opinion? What's the redeeming factor? Oh, they're they're a heavy metal band from Germany. Um, not a lot of people are going to like them because they all they they, all, they sing in German. All the lyrics are in German. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know how many albums they got out. Fucking like eight or nine albums, but they're all kick ass music. They bring it. They bring it every fucking time. No, nothing. They never ever come to Canada, and they're actually coming to Canada this summer to Montreal. Oh, cool! I have actually seen them before. Have you really? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of them. I I can't say it was the. It was a really good concert. I've seen so many that it's hard for me to put them as the best. It was the most intense concert I ever went to. It was Ramstein, Ministry, and Helmet. Uh, Nice. Yeah, I I lost a shoe in the pit. It was pretty intense. Yeah, they refused to. Uh, they refused to come to Toronto. They came to Toronto once, and uh, said they'd never come back to Toronto because oh, the authorities gave them too much shit about their pyrotechnics. Oh, okay. I was and gonna say if they, they'll come to Detroit, but they won't come to Toronto. Holy shit! And they, all, and they also uh, Toronto also said they're not allowed to expose themselves on stage. Oh well, then what's I the point of having the show? I guess that's a big part of their show. So they said, "Fuck you, Toronto." We're going to I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't see much of their show. I was trying not to die, um, but they sounded pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a kick-ass band. They bring it, man. They bring it every time. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for answering yeah, my question, sir. Uh, yeah. No, not doing fucking nothing, man. All right. Well, before we let you go, you need to answer the OG question of the day. What's uh, uh, is it? Pancakes or is it waffles? Um. I don't know. I guess pancakes, just because the last guy said waffles. And Ryan's going to say something mean now. <laughs> All right. Well, Ryan, gave... hit, hit me with that. I'm a, I'm a cocksucker or something. I hope you do not get a kidney. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we I went the there. That's a we good fucking one. pancakes. Wow. We, we call I, in and hang up twice, then call in and <laughs> lead yourself to pancakes. Jesus Christ. That was, <laughs> hey, you right. saw a yes, fucking sir. thread on the, on the other ground that had nothing to do with coronavirus or politics. Mm -hmm. And it was pure other ground, which was which ethnicity of women have the best looking buttholes? Oh, I will keep that in mind for a future time. Thank you, sir. I've, that's it has the, to be Asian, right? That's the pure. No, nah, I got an answer for that one, too. What's sure. the answer? German. I know I just said Ramstein or German band, but German. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. There you go. It's hmm. the purest OG thread I've seen in a long time. That is awesome. All right. Well, thank you for calling, Scott. We really appreciate it. Call back anytime, sir. All right. Fuck the OG. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> so what's your thought on this one, Jay? Best bud holes by ethnicity. Um, I do not have a large enough uh, section to uh, make a determination on that. I haven't seen enough buttholes. So I'm going to say it can't be black because you don't exactly know what you're looking at there. That's, can't be white because we know white people for the most part are pretty fucking lazy. It's got to be Asian because they're the best at cleaning. I'm not sure about this German answer. <laughs> I don't know. I think the far more important question is what does Icy Mike think about that? Uh, listen, guys, I'm going to go ahead and waive my normal fee. You don't have to pay me for this appearance. But that fucking guy, whoever the fuck that was, he must be drunk. Everyone that calls this show is drunk, I think. The best looking buttholes. It's not even, this is like, hey, what color is the sky? Like, the best looking buttholes are Asian. That's objectively true. There's no evidence. And I don't even know that we, if we wanted to say, like, switch specific type of Asian, I, maybe Chinese. I don't know. Japanese. Do they, I, I don't know. I would say probably either Japanese. Or Taiwanese, except the Taiwanese might bite your fucking nose off. So that's. I mean, but you got the, the you got Korean, you have Japanese, you have. I mean, but it, regardless, it's definitely Asian. So I think you could pare that argument down. I think a more interesting conversation would be which Asian buttholes are the best looking buttholes, or besides Asian. You know, which are the best looking non-Asian buttholes? I really think it's silly to just say what are the best looking buttholes, period. So, and we know that it's Asian. So you're saying like, you know, the difference is so great. It's like a professional professional versus an amateur league. So there, yes, we, can't, we, we can't even we can't even talk about Asian, Asian buttholes in the same sentences like Irish buttholes. It, right. It's two different classes. It's. It's two different sports, really. And Jay, I know you, you have not stared into a large number of buttholes and you don't feel like you're qualified to you know, make sweeping generalizations about the quality of, of an entire people's buttholes. But like, just look at the people. Look at a regular, regular people standing around in clothing doing regular people stuff. It doesn't even have to be porn stars splayed open with a camera angled right down the butthole, just look at a regular person standing around and you look at people of all types and look at Asian people and you know in your heart of hearts that their buttholes look better than yours. That's a fact. 
I, I debate that fact, to be, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, I, I think an it, idiot. I, I That's think all I have to say, guys. No yeah, Ryan, I got to go. This, hey, I hey, really hey, feel bad for you, man. Hey, Mike, <laughs> pancakes or yeah. waffles? Oh, this is definitely waffles. You're goddamn right. You broke up. I didn't. Waffles? Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Okay, there we go. It's two for one. Pa- waffles for pan- uh, over pancakes. Well, thanks well, for calling in, Mike. I really dying, appreciate it. Call so in his, anytime. His vote doesn't really work. So it's really two uh, waffles. He really should get two votes, really. I mean, if you want to be nice about it. No, one he should kidney get two kidneys two and zero votes. Two. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think he should get two kidneys for his transplant instead of just one. Because really, he obviously, he needs to spare because he's not very good with his kidneys. Well, he needs to spare because he needs to be able to live long enough to appreciate what is the waffle. <laughs> so here's um, an interesting thing. You're taking a really strong stance on this whole waffle thing, huh? Well, it's because I'm right. Because you're right. It's the, same, it's the same thing with the Asians and their buttholes. And actually, I think this is a great idea mm-hmm. since the cruise lines got fucked out of the bailout money because none of them fly the flag of the U.S. I think yeah. after this whole Corona thing's over, they should have like a tour of the far East where we can just all go out as an OG and, and experience some Asian butthole. Oh, you mean, you know, not even like a sexual thing, like artistically speaking, right? We're, you no. know, we're all, we'll just take, no, it's always a sexual of- thing. This is the fucking OG. Of course it's sexual. Oh, Mike changed his vote on you, dude. No, nah, I don't trust what he writes. Only I see him. I see him in the chat dead. box. He's talking. Nah, that didn't actually happen. No, fake uh-huh. news. Well, you know, there will be no record of it, so. And Dragonoff, fuck you and your shitty egg bread. Really? I think French toast might actually be the best, if you ask, if you ask me. Well, you have terrible taste. Well, obviously. You know, look, look who I picked for my co-host. But the point being, French toast is delicious. It's all eggy and battery. It's almost... You can't even really compare it to pancakes or waffles because it's so much better. It's like the Asian butthole of breakfast food. It really is. Now you're just disparaging the Asian butthole. Like that's just <laughs> wrong, sir. No, that is not true at all. But regardless, obviously we can agree to disagree on our favorite breakfast food, uh, which isn't even, by the way, any of those. It's biscuits and goddamn gravy. Uh, but that's a different podcast. You do know those like don't even exist outside of like half the country, right? Well, only half the country eats good food then. Well, no, it's absolutely bullshit that it doesn't exist elsewhere because like properly made biscuits and gravy are fucking amazing. But mm-hmm. like I'm up in here up up here in New New England and like that shit just doesn't exist. Really? See, cuz we I can get some decent biscuits, biscuits and gravy over here in Detroit. I think because uh, it's also fairly easy to uh, to get southern food in areas of Detroit. Well, and I think also it's just it's the fact it's Detroit and biscuits and gravy is kind of poor people food. Yeah, that's true. And southern food is very predominant in Detroit because Detroit has a large black pop- population that moved up from the south back in the uh, you know uh, back in the days to work at the auto factories. Jay, that's racist. No, that's history. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I can say something racist, but I don't want to because I'm not a racist person. But I do love me some some ghetto food. <laughs> some of the some of the uh, uh, smaller restaurants in the bad areas have some delicious food. If you like fried, that's pretty much you know almost everything you're going to get is fried. Uh, I've gotten some really great barbecue at shady places before, um, 
And one of my favorite places, uh, the Rocket, uh, over in Pontiac, Michigan, has something called the Monster Burger, which is a burger about the size of a dinner plate. Nor- normally, they cut up into four pieces, and you, know, and you eat them like you know, it's because it's about the size of four burgers. You would love it. Matter of fact, go, matter of fact, Google Monster Burger or or, or Rocket Burger, you know, or, or uh, Rocket Restaurant Monster Burger. I will have to do that at some point. However, do I don't know right, if it would be yeah. worth actually going to Michigan to try. Uh, and, and, and Pontiac's kind of the hood too, so you would be going to a bad part of Michigan to go get the burger. Yeah, it wasn't it's so was the Silver Dome actually in Detroit or was it in Pontiac and just like it was it, it sponsored was, it, by Pontiac or was it in Pontiac? It was in because it was Pontiac. the Pontiac Silver Dome. It was in okay. Pontiac. It was right on the border between Auburn Hills and uh, Pontiac, but actually in on Pontiac in Pontiac. But like on the road that it was sat on was the border between Auburn Hills and Pontiac. Uh, I could actually growing up, I could actually see it from my house, the roof of my house, because I lived in Rochester Hills, which was the next city over from Auburn Hills. But I lived right on the border between Rochester Hills and Auburn Hills, so it was like uh, I grew up like three or four miles, maybe five miles from the Pontiac Silverdome. But the Silverdome itself did not sit in a bad area of Pontiac. It got bad as soon as you got past the Silverdome. But the the Silverdome itself was kind of in the burbs, uh, and that that was why uh, a big bone of contention for many years because the Detroit Lions did not play in Detroit. They played you know like a good twenty or thirty minute drive away from Detroit. And uh, people threw fusses about that for quite a while. The Detroit Pistons played in the Silverdome as well. And that only got worse because when they built their own stadium, they built it in Auburn Hills, uh, basically on the same goddamn street as the Silverdome, but about four or five miles north of it, <laughs> So, it, it, which is the Palace of Auburn Hills, uh, which recently got torn down, which is amazing. It was there for, I think it opened in 1988. Uh, I saw my first concert there, Rat. And when it opened, it was a marvel of modern technology. Um, other NBA uh, team owners were envious of it, and a lot of them modeled their new stadiums after the Palace of Auburn Hills because it had a, a different style of owner suites, uh, suites going around the top ring, and it was just a modern-type design. When they stopped using it last year or two years ago, it was still a modern-type design. They'd actually just spent $20 million to refresh it, and it was amazing, great stadium. But there is this publicity push to uh, move the team back to Detroit and it ended up getting tax credits and yada, 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 yada. So the team ended up moving back to Detroit um, and they sold the Palace of Auburn Hills uh, to be tore down and they're going to build like some sort of like residential or commercial development there or something. And it's a shame because it was a beautiful building. The same thing with the Silverdome, really. The Silverdome in 2006, when they had their last event there, was a still a world-class stadium. It was a little on the older side, but there was absolutely nothing wrong with it. And then they let it sit there for year after year after year, collecting dust. And then finally, the owners were negligent enough to let the roof fall in because it had a, uh, uh, a canvas roof that was held up by uh, air pressure. And, you know, they, something went wrong. They got a lot of snow on it and it caved in. And once the elements got in, it kind of ruined everything. And that was the end of that. But they, they let it go to shit for no reason. I, I just hate seeing buildings, you know, get uh, fucked up like that. Yeah, but that, that's kind of like the story of Detroit and most of Michigan over the past, like, decade, right? Like, yeah, yeah they may have been were, nice and they went to shit. But that was kind of like, that's just par for the course. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, a lot of Detroit ones were, were for different reasons. At least the 
the uh, the businesses weren't there anymore and people were moving out. Uh, Detroit's really weird like that. It's a, uh, as I've mentioned before, uh, geographically speaking, it's a very large city. And, uh, oh, Scott's going to give us a call back. I'm going to finish up my story, though, while I uh, pop Scott back in here. Uh, so geographically speaking, it's a very large city. Detroit at its peak had a little more than 2, min- two million people in it. Uh, right now, it has about 700,000 people in it. It still has the roads and stuff and you know and the housing for two million people so it's a big more than half empty city and it's you know like people complain about rush hours we get a little bit of rush hour but compared to most people we don't have much because our roads are built for way more people than we actually have hey welcome back scott help hey guys (laughs) hear me yes sir welcome back hey man yeah you're just talking about detroit i got relatives down in detroit quick uh, quickly i'll tell this one i'll just say this about detroit we were uh, with the relatives down there in Detroit. Well, I thought it was okay. And then they said, uh, we got to go through old downtown. And uh, we went through old downtown Detroit. I was shocked. I was shocked how bad that was. Everything was boarded up. Everything's covered in spray paint. Uh, I don't even know who was homeless and who wasn't. It was it was shocking. When right was it? Uh, when was this right timeline? When? Yeah, was it? when, when did this oh, happen? God, uh, it was a long time ago. Okay, because 20, 20 years ago, I don't know. Oh, god, yeah, that was a horror show back then. It, yeah, the it downtown Detroit in general, and especially the downtown area, has improved immensely in the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, it's a completely different area now. Um, yeah, but like but, when uh, you're talking about you could, you know, the, the it looked like zombie town back then. Oh, it was, it was, it was shocking, but uh, I put on, I put on the track because uh, I, I Nobody wants, apparently everybody's crying about your Detroit stories <laughs> and they want to hear something different. I asked them if they wanted to hear a story about slutty native girls and everybody said yes. Oh, well, there you go, sir. The microphone so, is yours. <laughs> I told this story uh, a while ago on the podcast that I had and I said, uh, this is the greatest story I've ever heard in my life. And uh, so... Years ago, probably like 10 years ago or so, I was doing uh, security for labor disputes as a private investigator. Just plain clothes, walk around, film people, make sure shit doesn't go down. And uh, they would send us out of town. I got sent out of town to Timmins, Ontario, which is 12 hours north of Toronto. It's in the middle of nowhere. But anyway, there is a... chemical plant, not a chemical plant, a refinery. They refined gold and zinc and shit. They went on strike and it's a huge plant. And um, everybody gets set up in hotels. And uh, so I had a crew. I was on the the transportation crew. We uh, escort trucks through the line, these big slurry trucks. And uh, pay is pay was excellent. And, uh, but the problem is you can't do fuck all because they don't want you to leave the hotel and go out on town because they tell you to go out on the town. They said, you have to be careful because, you know, people know who you are. They keep seeing you and uh, they want to jump you and shit. So they said, go out in groups of like 10. So, so one night, uh, my crew was like, we're going to go to the local bar. And I said, God. You know, you guys are on your own. So it was like five of them or something. And we're, we're getting up at like four in the morning, five in the morning to start work. Eh? So these these idiots, they go out to the bar because they got their first paycheck. And uh, they come back the next day in the morning and they're they're hungover. They're, they're barely functioning. 
And we're like, what the fuck happened to you guys last night? And they're like, oh, we can't talk about it, man. We can't talk about it. We'll talk about it later. So the end of the shift, we got together in a guy's hotel room. And they're like, okay, here's the story. And there was like probably 30 guys in this hotel room because they all wanted to hear this story. So it says uh, five guys, they go out to the bar. They said it was a good bar, a lot of people there. And uh, they were talking to some girls. And then there was like six native girls, six or seven native girls that had their eye on them. And uh, so they start talking to these native girls and they're like, yeah, we don't, you know, we're not interested. We're, we got some other girls on the line here. And so they, they told them to get lost. And they're talking to these other girls, these white girls. The end of the night, they're outside the bar talking to these white girls. And they start hearing yelling and shit. And they turn around and see native girls. And so they're, they're coming towards them. And they're like, oh, fuck, these native girls, man. What the hell? So they come up to them like, hey, boys, you want to you get busy? You want to go back to the, the reserve and do this and that? And they're like, what? No, no, we got we, we got these girls on the line here. No, get, get away. So they get rid of them. And they turn back. All the white girls are gone. So, um... <laughs> But, but, so they're like, so they go, oh, fucking girls are gone. They're like, well, now what do we do? So they all look at each other and they just go, all right, all right let's let's go with the native girls. So they, they go, all right, girls, hey, you want to come back to the hotel room? We got hotel rooms. And so the natives are like, oh, yeah, great. So fast forward, they're back in the hotel. They're in uh, this guy Mirko's room. Uh, Mirko's the... Uh, the uh, the supervisor for the for the PIs, and uh, so kids were like, okay, what what's going on? What's in this hotel room? You guys get, you know, you guys get laid and shit like that. And he goes, okay, so they all split up. Mirko's sitting on a chair because he didn't want anything to do with these girls, and they were drinking all this booze. Uh, this other guy, this black dude, the young black guy, he had two of them. He was making out with one, and the other one's grabbing his cock. And uh, the one girl's like, "Oh, you want you want a, you want a blowjob? You want to suck your dick?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And they're like, "All right, cool." And they pull they pull it out of his pants, and he goes, "Oh, hang on, hang on a second. He goes in his pocket, grabs a condom. He puts the fucking condom on. And we're like, "Why would you put a condom on for a blowjob?" And he's like, "Look, I got, I, I don't know. I, I he goes, I don't know what these girls got. He's it's a condom for a blowjob. Never even heard of this, right?" So he says he's getting a blowjob with a condom on from this one girl. And uh, we're like, how was it? He goes, that sucked. He goes, I didn't finish. It was terrible. I couldn't feel anything. And uh, so then the <laughs> other guy, there's a third There's a third guy. He's in the bathroom with two other ones. And he says the, the one is like sucking his dick. And the other one's whispering in his ear. Oh, I want to. I want to get fucked. I want to get fucked. My pussy's so wet. It's so warm and everything. Oh my god, you should fuck me right now. And he's just like, oh my god. He's like, man, these these, these broads are crazy, right? So he says. So outside, in the room, Mirko, he tells the one girl to get lost. He says, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to talk to you anymore. So she gets all pissed off, and she goes, well, you know what? You're out of booze anyway, so we're fucking leaving. So she gets up, walks to the bathroom, and the bathroom door is closed. She fucking kicked the bathroom door in like she was a cop. She just blew this door right open. 
this dude, the other guy, he's in there, and he and he says, all of a sudden, the fucking door blows wide open, and there's this girl standing there, and she goes, she goes, come on, guys, let's get out of here. There's no booze left. We're leaving, and um, and they're all like, oh, okay, and the girl, the girl's like, okay, stop sucking the guy's dick, and then the guy's like, what the hell, right? And um, <laughs> and uh, and and the girl at the door. She goes, uh, yeah, come on, mom, let's go. <laughs> and he goes, what, what? And he looks over, and he, the girl that was whispering in his ear, that was the girl's mother. <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck? He goes, what, that's your mother? She goes, yeah. He goes, you fucking go with your mother and pick up guys? What the hell's going on? She goes, well, well, that's nothing. And she points at the girl that was sucking his dick. She goes, oh, that's my cousin. <laughs> and he just goes all right he just throws up his hands he goes all right that, i'm done get out that's that's it and they all fucking leave and uh mirko says um he says around 3 34 in the morning he's they all showed back up at his door and he goes there's like somebody slamming on his door and he goes oh shit he got walks in he goes they're all back and uh because they were looking for more booze Apparently, they went to a bootlegger, got drunk, and then came back to his place looking for more booze. <laughs> Did he let him in? No, of course not. <laughs> you know what? No. This this surprise this, that that that's anyway, for, yeah. anyway, dude. I, look, I got I got to go. I got to make a phone call. The girlfriend's calling me, guys. All right. Well, thanks for the story, right. boss. We thanks, appreciate guys. it. All right, all right, guys. Keep it up, man. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to be honest. That doesn't really surprise me, his story. Uh, I watch a lot of, uh, want to watch a lot of TV, but one of the few things I've watched over the years is, uh, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's a reality show uh, based in Alaska. And it follows the law enforcement there. And natives get crazy, crazy, crazy really quick when they drink. I mean, like nutty stuff, which is weird because, like, you'll watch them talk. They always seem like nice, sweet people. And then, you know, then you'll, it'll flash to a cutscene of them drunk and they're all fucking nutty and they'll stab you and shit. Yeah, I don't know. Of, of that story, I put the over under of front teeth to about one and a quarter. Well, apparently they have trailer parks up and, you know, for native people too. Apparently, yeah, because that was very ghetto, uh, redneck, uh, you know, who's your cousin kind of thing, right there. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever dealt with. I've dealt with some crazy things, but well, never uh, a family of uh, horse. Uh, let me think. Uh, no, I don't think so either. I mean, you know, uh, I know plenty of families that have a horror or two, but not like an entire family of horrors, where it's like the family tradition and such. Not that I wouldn't have been happy to meet him when I was younger. When you were younger. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah. Hey, I, I'm married now. My, my rambling days are over. A man it, is as married as his options. No. I was, well, if she gives me another option, well, that's awesome. <laughs> but you, So you're correct. I, 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 am as, I am as loyal as my options. And so if she gives me another option, I'm all about that. But I kind of doubt she's going to. She seems like the jealous type. Well, that Which was is, your choice. Well, that's fine too. You know, I'm all cool with that. <laughs> you know, it's a lot less worrisome, you know, just to have one person all the time rather than uh, tracking down different people all the time to have sexual fun with. And she seems happy with it. So it works out. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll see. Remember, <laughs> half of marriages 
end in divorce and the other half end with you dead. So good luck. That's true. Those are pretty good odds. I like my odds. Um, <laughs> so uh, you don't have any plans to get married anytime soon, obviously. No, until I can no longer swing, like say a seven and a half, I'm totally fine being signal. <laughs> Once I get to the point that it dips below like a 7.5 average, then, then yeah, I'll settle down and take the tax break. <laughs> and you know what? <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it's not much of a tax break actually. Uh, cause especially since we don't have kids, she has kids. I don't have kids. I don't want kids. I don't need kids. Kids are unnecessary in my life. See, I, I did it the right way. She has her kids are adults. So, so if, if you're going to get married, somebody with kids, that's definitely the way to do it. Now, now I can have them take care of me when I get old and shitty and I didn't have to change any diapers, excuse me, any diapers. So it's a win-win. I'll take your word for it. Yep. There you go. All right. You guys, anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? We're creeping up on the hour and uh, we all know I turn into a, a pumpkin after that. You didn't even get to the, the first, first sexual experience question. Oh, well, yeah, I told people to call in about that. You wanted me to answer that myself. I don't think it's going to be that uh, exciting, but I can do so. Yeah, I thought part of it is we were both supposed to go through that one. Okay, well, all right. Uh, my first sexual experience. Uh, let's see. I was hanging out over a friend's house uh, whose parents were gone all the time. He Actually, at this point, uh, they got divorced, and they basically both moved away. And they told him that if he can pay the bills, he could stay in the house. So one of them moved to, to like Lansing, and one of them moved up north. And that one summer, uh, it was his house. Uh, I think we were all like 16, 17 or so. So it was a fun ass summer, obviously. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we go over there all the time, party, uh, hang out, you know, mostly smoke pot. Uh, but, uh, everyone, you know, I got drunk there one night, uh, drinking pink lemonade <clears throat> and I got drunk enough that, uh, the, one of the. The chicks that we used to hang out with uh, seemed pretty uh, attractive to me at the moment. Uh, so we snuck off into the garage, which at one point had been the hangout before with, uh, for the kids when the parents were there. Uh, so there's still a couch and stuff sitting there in the back there, even though we didn't really use it anymore. And we had relations for about like a minute and a half. <laughs> wow, I, that was a think- gripping story. Well, I don't want to talk too, too much about it because I still know the person and they're on my Facebook and they might listen to this show. So I don't really want to get into too much details about it. Normally I'd be all about it, but like, I don't, you know, I don't think that's right for me to tell uh, stories of sex with people that might actually listen to the show. You realize you're on the OG, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Welcome Rich. How you doing, Rich? Hey, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. So, so I got a good story about this, man. So, um, the funny thing is I wasn't, I wasn't like getting around, um, until like after high school, I was a virgin, like all through high school, I was a late bloomer, man. And I actually went to boot camp like the week right after school. And I don't know what it was about boot camp. Maybe like I just started carrying myself more confidently, confidently, but, um, I got home on, on boot leave and the very first weekend that I was home, I went out with my cousin and I have a cousin who's always pulling girls like all the time. Even to this day, he still does it. Um, and I remember this girl from like across the club was kind of looking at me and giving me this look and like signaling me to come over. And I was doing like the idiot guy thing where I'm like, who, me, me. And then I'm like looking at my cousin, like, no, it's gotta be my cousin. And then she was like, no, no, you, you. So I was like, oh shit. So we hit it off, had a good night at the club, like the whole time. And, uh, the funny thing was, um, Towards the end of the night, 
she's like, so what are you guys doing next? And I was like, well, I was like, he's going to take me back to my car and then I'm going to go home. She's like, oh, you didn't come in your car? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, if you want, like, I can take you, I can bring you back to your car tomorrow. And I was like, oh, shit, is this how it's going to go down? Like, I, <laughs> she, was, she, was, she was very forward. Yeah, she was very forward, very, and I was like, damn, this is cool, man. I was like, I don't, I don't know what, like, what caused this. Um, but cool. So I go to her apartment and when we get to her door, she's, um, she's unlocking the door. And as soon as she opens the door, she lets me go in first. And I'm like, Oh, this is a nice apartment. And I'm like trying to, you know, give her a compliment. And she fucking like throws me on her couch, dude. She starts having her way with me. And I was just like, what? Like I need to do this more <laughs> often, man. I don't know what I did, but I need to like retrace my steps throughout the night to figure out how the fuck I can do this again. So, so Anyways, yeah, it goes from, like, her couch to her bedroom. And I want to say just about, like, every hilarious blooper that you can make as, a, like, a virgin, like, first time getting a nut, I went through all of that. Um, I remember, like, fumbling through the whole condom thing. And she's like, oh, it's okay. She's like, I'll help you with it. So then she, like, helps me. And then, like, she puts it on, like, with her mouth and shit. And, and then, like, she gets on top of me. I was like, oh, damn, like, this, these are some skills I had never seen in, like, porn or anything so i was like okay this is good this is good uh and then she turned around at some point she was writing like a reverse cowgirl and uh she wanted me to spank her she started getting really verbal and she had one of the she had one of those um birth control patches and i didn't even know those things was, what existed and the crazy thing is like um that was when i was 18 i'm 36 now and i don't i'm not gonna throw my numbers out there but they're high they're in the triple digits and since then, up until now, I've never seen another girl with a birth control patch. So that was like, like, like I said, almost anything that that could have happened happened. And I remember she's like, "Spank me, spank my ass," and I was so nervous because I was like, "Damn, she got a boo boo on her ass." Like, I don't want to. <laughs> <spank her." laughs> and so, and so that was like a whole weird thing. And then she was like, she, "I was gonna go down on her," and she's like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" And I'm like why the fuck wouldn't I want to do that? And she's like, what's well, going to taste like, 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 uh, latex. Cause I had already been fucking with a condom and I was like, Oh yeah, no problem. Like, this is cool. No big deal. And I get down there. I'm like, Oh yeah. I see what she means. God damn it. And I was like, well, I got to commit now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you stay down there long enough, you, you can, you can get through the trenches. And, uh, I don't know, man, I guess boot camp prepared me for that, but pull up, uh, pull up. <laughs> yeah. No, well, the funny thing was, the funny thing was, I mean, like, yeah, almost anything you could go through, um, I went through, and it was hilarious. And then after that, and of course, I fell in love, right? Because it was like my first time, and so it's like, yeah, 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 we got to come see each other more often. I spent like that whole week of boot leave with her, and then we spent a month talking on the phone, and then from that point on, I would see girls, and I wouldn't see girls anymore. I was just like, oh, look, there's pussy walking around. There's pussy there, pussy there. <laughs> and I real and and I and I was stationed in New Orleans right after all that. So like I was about to turn uh, twenty one, uh, like two years you know later. But it didn't matter because in New Orleans, like everyone drinks, right? So um, I was just like, man, I, I can't see this actually going anywhere. I can't be in this city while she lives somewhere else, and me going through this phase of my life where like I'm just now starting to drink. I'm just now starting to like bust nuts and like. There's no way. So I cut it off and uh but yeah, man, it was an interesting story. It was a uh, it was 
Yeah, and, and that, that was probably for the best. When you're between the ages of like 18 to really 30, you're not really supposed to be in a serious relationship. I mean, you know, there's time for that when you're older and more more established. From 18 to 30, you should base, basically be trying to fuck anything that moves. That should, I mean, you know, I mean, if you find true love earlier in life, that's awesome. But more, lots of people are really worked up and worried about that way earlier than they should be. Yeah, well, I, I definitely went through, like, a whole phase after that. I'm pretty sure you could tell from just the way I explained, like, my thought process afterwards. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was a decent enough dude to, like, end it with her. But then I just went through, like, a severe manhole phase uh, for, like, a good five years, six years. I got with a girlfriend who, like, destroyed me. Uh, uh, and then after that, I went through another whole phase of, like, fuck bitches you know, like it was, it was like for different purposes, but I went through it again. And then at that, after that, I was kind of like, okay, let me get myself in check, man. Like they're not all bad. I just had a rough one. And, uh, yeah, man, it's been a interesting story ever since. Oh, I'm glad you got your shit together. And, and now, <laughs> and now, now I like, I mean, I've gone, the funny thing is I've gone through a phase like that, uh, twice. And then after the second time that I went through all that, I went probably like a year, year and like two months without even being sexually active. And I didn't think about it. And now again, I'm finally starting to feel like there might be a third phase coming on and fucking coronavirus comes around. I'm like, okay, masturbating it is. <laughs> Boy, do I know that feeling. At least, at least you can blame it on the coronavirus. Oh, hell yeah. It's easier to get laid with the coronavirus. All you got to be is like, hey, girl. I got an apartment full of hand sanitizer and a freezer full of hot pockets. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I was curious about it the other day. So I looked on uh, list crawler, which is like, which is like an escort prostitute site and fucking their site was down. It's not even active right now. I was like, Holy crap. So I went to a different one that I, that I knew about called uh, uh, escort fish and all the ads were like two or three days old. Even the prostitutes aren't willing to risk it. <laughs> It's amazing. You know, the coronavirus has shut down everything. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure this, as Corinthians saying, that was just for educational purposes, right? Like there's a reason that, you know, all of the active escort sites. Yeah. Yes, there is. Some of them post videos. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll take gratuitous porn in any form. You know, I don't care the source of it. All right. You, you keep up supporting that escort life. There you go. <laughs> no, my we, wife would kill me if I ever actually did anything. But it's fun to look at them sometimes. Like, we, like I said, we might they, as well. It's yeah. going to be legalized soon, I'm sure. If we've already legalized marijuana, that's like that's next on the list, man. Oh, I'm not worried about the legality. I'd be worried about my wife. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm just saying though, it's probably heading that way too, though. I would assume so eventually, you know, and it, and it should be, you know, um, there should, there should be obviously lots of looking into making sure everything's uh, consensual and that people aren't being trafficked and things like that. But for the, the ones that are in it voluntarily, just cause they like money and fucking there's nothing wrong with that. And they're not hurting anybody. It's, you know, the, the classic victimless crime. Yeah, well, it'll it'll help with trafficking too because I mean that's that's part of why people do that is because you know like you can't pay for obviously there's like the weird pedophiles and shit like that that you know that try to have sex with people that you're not supposed to have sex with anyway but uh, if if people are able to pay for it legally and it's okay and there's no like taboo feeling behind it 
then they won't be looking in some kind of underground market type shit, you know, exactly. and, and, and funding those assholes. Yeah, so. you know, regulate it and legislate it, and you know, and then then and once it's legal, you'll be you'll be able to be tracked, and so you won't have to worry about shit like that. Yeah, and and they they go they go through stuff too. I mean, like even like the porn industry now, uh, you do have some, I guess you could call them directors or whatever companies that just don't give a shit about their actors, and then there's some that are very stringent. And um, as much as the rest of the world is political about you know healthcare and education and all kinds of shit that we're talking about now. Um, there's a lot of legislation about their industry and, and a lot of the porn stars are very vocal about that. Like, you know, making sure that um, they're protected and that they're not forced to like have sex with like people that aren't being tested and right, you know, right. shit like that. So yeah, man, they've, they've already been fighting a legal battle in the adult industry for a long time, but I think most people don't really care about that. They just care about, you know, the videos and content they put out. So, right, right, yeah. There's plenty of people out there that are only worried about making money, and people's uh, lives are secondary to them. Yep. Anyways, folks, uh, we should probably about wrap it up. Uh, I think my wife wants to have sex with me. Um, at least that's the reason I'm going to give you guys. You wrap <laughs> it up when you have sex with your wife. Well, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly why I wrap it up after an hour every day because she because <laughs> she wants to have sex. Yes, that, that's it. No, yeah, it was I don't a think we're gonna believe that one, Jay. Uh, yeah, I know. Then never mind. I don't, I don't get puns. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, Rich, I want to appreciate. Uh, want to thank you for calling in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you feel free to call in anytime. Um, and now I'm gonna hang up on you. <laughs> no, oh, actually, good, Rich, one more thing: pancakes yeah. or waffles? Pancakes or waffles? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pancakes. There you go. Thank well, you, God sir. damn it, Rich! Now you're not welcome to call back anymore. Jay, you hang up on him. You block his number, <laughs> and you call his mother, which God makes the uh, poll even, doesn't it? Two pancakes, two waffles. No, we're up to like seventeen zero for waffles. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. We well, you know what? I'll take one call, phone call in the next ten seconds to uh, break the tie. Come on, someone give us a call. Call up, say waffle, pancake, and then hang up. Ring, ring, Jay. Right, here, it's me. Here we go. Waffles win. <laughs> go. go. Hey, uh, I changed my vote. I said waffles by accident because I wasn't thinking about the question. It's pancakes. Pancakes are way better. <laughs> yeah, now you're fucking wrong. Thank you, Mike. Don't make me set up Street Beefs Volume 38. <laughs> and Rich just changed his vote to its waffles. Okay, I give up. It's mayhem. There's no telling which is better anymore, waffles or pancakes. Everyone keeps Breakfast on changing Breakfast is a goddamn anarchy. I think no. the only thing we can all we can all agree on a couple things. It's waffles over pancakes. It's fucking waffles. Biscuits and gravy are great. Welcome. It's fucking waffles. It's waffles, and it's not even close. You fucks. Uh oh. Well, so oh, oh. By the way, welcome tenor of the year. Apparently, we have yet another waffle vote. Well, goddamn. How you doing, tenor? I'm doing good. I got uh, headphones on. Can you hear that um, that echo from yesterday or no? No, you sound awesome, and I'm not echoey at all. It's like a whole new experience. That goddamn Uh, right. 
So it's waffles. All right, listen, I don't know if you guys, anybody said that you melt that butter in those each individual little nook and cranny of the waffle and then pour the syrup in. How can anybody fucking vote pancakes after that? Oh, I see what you're saying. Waffles have a flavor catcher and pancakes become this soggy mess of bullshit. It's like a little syrup trap, you know, that each, you know, the syrup just fills each individual trap as it goes along. And I can see the calming, you know, nature of watching the waffle fill up, you know, row after row after row. So precise. Uh, Oh, are we talking about waffles still? Are we talking about uh, your wife here? Uh, begging you to have sex with her. What are we talking it, about, Jay? It could be. It could be either. Because uh, <laughs> it's sounding curiously like a cream pie in here right now. <laughs> My wife doesn't have to beg me. Uh, she gets it whenever <laughs> she likes. All right. I'm out of here, guys. Have a good All one. Right. Thanks, boss. Right, appreciate, appreciate you coming. All right. All right. Uh, anybody else want to call in right quick before we get out of here? <clears throat> Excuse me while I clear my throat. All right. In that case, we're done here, guys. Um, We'll be doing the show again tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You guys are free to call in then. I don't know what our topics will be, but I should know by tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, As always, I'm Passive Jay, and that's Ryan over there. Say bye, Ryan. No, you can go to hell. Uh, Bye, everyone else. And As always, we appreciate all you guys listening. We will see you tomorrow. F-D-O-G.